Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. I'm here with the use. What's up, guys? Smash that subscribe button because we just lost 3-2 to Real Madrid in the Supercopa in Saudi Arabia use. I mean, listen, the result is not what we want, but overall, I am just so enthused with how the team played. And, you know, I think uh, number one overall, Pedri coming back was just such a joy. I know Fati scored the goal and uh, a nice header that we'll all remember for a while, but Pedri just came back with that energy and with that livelihood on the ball that was just so refreshing. I agree, but you're sounding a little too excited, the fact that we lost this game 3-2. And you're totally right. We looked no, very wonderful. No, you are just uh-huh. trying to put a, you know, a shower on Javi's parade. No. Okay? We, we've been preaching. No, no. We've been no. preaching for like three to four mm-hmm. months now. Uh, I think it's actually been like two months now that we need to have patience with Javi, that people need to get healthy. The same Which thing I have agreed with. And it's finally slowly happening and we're improving, right? Like, and I think what's important to contextualize all of this and not just be used and go all negative on everyone is that we were improving a lot. And then December came and the end of December, we had COVID cases. We had a few more injuries come up. And, you know, for the first part of January, I feel like we had not the full squad. And slowly but surely it's happening here where Ferran Torres is back, Fati's back, Pedri's back. And everything is looking good. I mean, we came out. Yus, when was the last time you want to rain on this parade? When was the last time we saw Barca <laughs> come out in on the big parade. game? Right before the game, I was uh-huh. texting you, Yus. We haven't won a Clasico since I think like December of 2019. We had those bad losses against PSG last season. We had these Atletico games where we didn't take any points. And so this is honestly the first time I've seen this Barca team have a good game uh, in a in a big game. I'm not sure why you think I'm raining on any parade here. I'm just saying the fact that we lost. Well, you said I'm too excited. Well, I, I want to be, no, dude. Ferran Torres yeah. on the field. Oh, Anzu Fati on the field. Pedri no, back. Luke no. De Jong scored in El Clasico. No. How could no. you not be enthused by that? Ferran Torres comes in, gets a yellow card already, and we already have trouble with other young players getting yellow cards. That's that's one to me I did not like. But I mean, hey, whatever. Let's scratch that. 100% I agree with you that our young players and especially Usman Dembele looked fantastic on today's pitch in, in our attack. Finally, you're giving score goals. some credit. <laughs> oh my he did God. look good, man. He had uh-huh. that cross into Luke Dijon that was big. I know there are mm-hmm. some, you know, uh, sour people out there who are a little bit upset that Dembele lost the ball, I think, on that third goal. Uh, but the whole mm. team was pushing forward, trying to score. I don't think you can really blame him there. I think the one clear criticism we all can have Usman Usmane is that he's just not putting away goals like we need him to. I mean, there 100%. really have not been that many at all this season. I can't even count more than two, I think. And so he think needs about to get the that last back, three but, games. Oh, but you... But you compare him against, you know, uh-huh. Abde, for instance, and Abde's young, don't want to say anything negative about him, but he, he's very one-dimensional, right? Every time he gets the ball, hardly passes it, always tries and dribbles it, and it looked like that Real Madrid defense kind of snuffed him out. Usman Dembele is electric, and I just, you know, keep saying anyone who wants us to bench Dembele and not have him <laughs> play games is just losing their mind. But listen, okay, mm-hmm. well, we had so many good things in this game, and you are right in saying that we've had incremental uh, benefits or improvements, I should say, coming into these games, especially coming out against Real Madrid. You texted me about this game today, and I said, uh, uh, I think it was a one out of ten chance that we win this game. You said zero, I'm gonna, I think. N- No, I said one out of ten. Um, but... 
the fact that we came out and performed this way in this game against Real Madrid after so many of our last meetings with them ended up very bad, or I think our best one was a 0-0 draw in December 2019, which was two years, three years almost. Uh, no, two years. Um, but anyway, Javi made some good uh coaching decisions in this game which we've criticized in the past games recently and I think putting on some of these players to increase the width uh, we had some slow players which I think he should have taken out Busquets he was awful uh, led away on that first goal so that um, who scored the first goal uh, Vinicius scored yeah and so that was bad and I don't think he made a good decision with leaving Busquets in the game then we had Danny Alves who's old and slow against a super fast Real Madrid team we still had Alba who doesn't show up in big games normally and then you know on top of that I think that he did uh half good half bad in the coaching decisions right he had Luke DeJong in there and he had that plan of getting Luke to score that header and it worked well um and then I think once we transitioned Luke DeJong came out um and I think we were able to still create offensive play, and we did, right? We scored two goals. Well, Luke was in the second goal, but we still had those opportunities from Dembele, putting balls in, trying to get some goals in there. So I think overall this game was very good and unexpected in my opinion, but we're still failing on the defensive side, and that's my biggest gripe with this team right now. Um, we just we can't stop the counters. Well, we I mean, hey, listen, I, I tweeted about this, right, which is that how we're going to have Danny Alves at 38 years old go against Vinicius Jr., and I don't like Vinicius, <laughs> I don't like Real Madrid, sure. I'll give him props, Vinicius Jr. is turning out to be a great signing, right, like I'm not going to hate on the guy for no reason, Vinicius is doing really well, Kareem Benzema, you know, even though our defense was nowhere to be found, mm-hmm. he did a good job scoring that second goal. Uh, but yeah, putting Danny Alves against them isn't going to get you anywhere. And I think my main <laughs> gripe with Xavi is the continuous freezing out of Serginho Dest. Like I thought at some point that we were getting Danny Alves to give Serginho Dest the experienced right back who could kind of teach him and usher him into a new age. And Serginho Dest just never gets playing time. And it feels just like Komen and Ricky Pooch. And I heard all of you guys complaining so much about Komen and how he was just <laughs> icing out Ricky Pooch. Where's Ricky Pooch? Where's the Serginho Dest defense? Not just as Americans am I saying that, but I do think this is a clear example where you can't have um, Danny Alves go against Vinicius Jr., Though Danny Alves did have a nice cross, right, uh, sure. in the game. And, you know, I think I agree with you totally. Jordi Alba, again, looked pretty absent today. I, I don't know what's up with him. He's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. One game <laughs> he's playing, like, extremely well. He's creating. The next game he's not. Um, I Like you said, Busquets was a major drawback. He was definitely at fault for that first goal. And then there was also some opportunities in extra time when uh, Busquets was just too slow on the ball. And I think we can kind of segue the Busquets... Um, his hardships against fast teams. And by the way, we've been saying Busquets isn't good against fast teams since Roma, since Anfield, right? That has been a common gripe we've had. But we have Frankie De Jong, who again, didn't look that convincing today. Hasn't seemed like he's learned too much from Xavi yet. And, you know, you take out Frankie De Jong, you put on Pedri, you immediately see repercussions for how our team is playing. And it was it was very positive. And so I'm hoping that we see in the next few weeks, months here, Frankie De Jong, Gavi, Pedri midfield. I think that could be a real winner and it could help us against teams with big counterattacks because right now with Busquets, they get on the t- counter and there's a gulf as big <laughs> as the Grand Canyon between our, you know, central defensive midfielder and our center back. So and what, I, I why think do you a big think shout that? out has to be said today though. I think a big shout out has to go for PK and Araujo, right? Araujo. Sure. Ronald Araujo had his hand operated on a surgery less than a week ago and this guy comes out 
and he's putting, you know, Benzema keeping him quiet for a lot of the game, even stopping Vinicius. I mean, I know in a game where we where we allow three goals, it's hard to say our center backs did that well. But I thought PK and Araujo had a really good game, uh, and I think Ter Stegen is slowly but surely getting some confidence back. He's making some big saves uh, on that Benzema goal, for instance. Right, he was the one who saved the initial play. Unfortunately, no one on our team followed up to to defend Benzema and, and just let him kick uh, like a basically a penalty kick from the middle of the box right in the goal. But Stegen's doing better, although he is getting beat near post. Right, sure. we saw that against Vinicius, which is a little bit worrisome. And so, you know, I just I feel like the whole season, man, is just going to be a lot of tale of two cities. Right, there's pluses and there's minuses, and I think when you have a team that's so young and you have a coach who's in his infancy of you know a professional top five league coaching, you're going to see that a lot. And that's why I was saying to you earlier, I'm happy because I've already set my expectations correctly. Use <laughs> that's a first, and be ready. <laughs> that's to, a I've first. Set my oh my god, to buckle in here and be ready for some turmoil. You and so okay? For me, this season, I gotta it's cut all, you. It's no. all just a cherry. On I gotta top. cut you. Anything out that there. happens this no. season, good. I'm happy about <laughs> anything bad. We can quit. Criticize and hope the team improves on, but you got to be happy okay. with this result. This, this team. This must be a 2022 thing that you've changed because um, there's no way you have magically tempered your expectations. I've told you time and time again last season or last year how many times you had such high expectations for the team, and I was like, that's not going to happen. Have you seen our play over the last few months? And I granted, I will say that those incremental improvements have given me a higher expectation coming into this. 2022 year but it is not enough for me to have said before this game that Real Madrid was gonna um, or Barcelona was gonna beat Real Madrid or even score two goals against them in this situation but I will say that a lot of it has come down to some of these micro um, improvements from some of the individual players here and obviously uh, there's still a lot of work to do so I agree with you in the fact that we should be excited. We should bring our expectations up because there is – we're getting Fati back. We have Pedri back, right? There are these things and Gavi, who's wonderful other than his yellow cards, Nico, and everybody else. But we still need to – we should take our little victories. This is a, a large yes, little exactly. victory. I totally think Thank that. you, Yus. <laughs> now let's move on, okay, because <laughs> I have a question for you, uh-huh. which is – why is Memphis Depay so useless in this team? <laughs> and I have a big fear, and mm-hmm. I don't mean that in like a, a negative way, but clearly his performances and his productivity have really dwindled lately. And in this game, it was basically like we were playing a man down on offense. Ferran Torres also wasn't that good, but it's his first game. I'm going to kind of let it slide and figure out what's happening. But I'm, I'm just worried that Depay is going to be the new Coutinho. <laughs> now, there is a good thing in the silver lining here is that we didn't pay for Depay, anything like we paid for Philip Coutinho, obviously, sure. who's one of our worst signings. But I, I I, have this hard time with Depay because I feel like, okay, he's not really a winger. He's not an out-and-out striker. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are the two positions we need in, in the system under Xavi. We need wingers and we need a striker. And I just don't know if he fits. And this is the same problem we had with Coutinho, right? I mean, is there anything of note you thought this game with Depay on the field? No, actually, when I, I think when he came on the field, I texted you and said, not Depay, basically, because we saw him come into last game and he was just slow. He didn't provide any offense. He didn't pull any defenders off anybody. He didn't shoot into the box, really. He wasn't having any passing that was uh, incremental or uh, 
to our offensive play. Why? I think he shined bright when Barcelona was in their biggest struggle at the beginning of this season, and he was able to score goals on teams because he was really that one guy that was facilitating and taking shots on goal. But now I think there's a lot more talent surrounding him, as well as more facilitating coming from Dembele, maybe some facilitating coming from Gavi a little bit more. So he has less time on the ball, which I think is now snuffing out his talent, right? And I think it is usurping his space on the field. And so he can't, he's really ending up we'll see. with not much to do. We'll see, man. Because Memphis Depay, as long as I've known him as a player, he goes through just periods of time where he's torrid hot and then he cools down for a long time. And I'm hoping we're just seeing that normal cyclical Depay and that very soon here, soon here he'll turn it on and uh, we'll see something good come. I mean, I think if you think about the game, any other points I have, I mean, you know, there's just there's just not enough glowing things we can say about the heart for this team. It really did seem like almost all the players were giving it their all. Jordi Alba, I, I had some questions about, to be honest. But, <laughs> you know, even Luke Jong was in there just looking really proud to play for the team. And that's what we need, right? Like, we can accept losses as we grow if people look engaged. Sure. And that was kind of the the rot at the core of the Komen era. Uh, you know, you think of, like, players like Mingueza and um wait i have know, a question a players. why mm-hmm. why can't we still bo- uh, bench busquets how is busquets still on this pitch after so many games and you know uh, i feel like that was one of the things we've because always said i feel like busquets has the same thing as alba he has the same thing where he's just like really good some games mostly against teams that are not going to go on the counter that are not very fast and then we play against faster teams and his uh, issues are exposed and you know as much why as not people might not want to admit it as well, that, that that's one question. But the, the last thing I wanted to say <laughs> before we get to that is, you know, it must be said, Javi played with Busquets. He played with Alba, right? He played with PK. He played with Ter Stegen. Like he's sure. gonna naturally have an affinity and a love for these players, especially Busquets and PK of all of those because of their time on the Spanish national team and being on Barca for so long. And so, I mean, I I think it's a bit of favoritism. It seemed clear to all of us that we need to sub out sure. Busquets, but right? let's but be we honest. also probably should have subbed out. We also should have subbed out Dembele because he could have got injured playing that long. Uh, Fati in his first game back played 60 minutes, which seems like too much. Torres probably played too much. Pedri, I mean, all around, there was a, a, a lot of minutes played under some legs I didn't really feel comfortable sure. with. But let's be honest, Jordi Alba doesn't really have a replacement for him to really come in and change the game. Now, Busquets... So who would you sub in for Busquets? Uh, I wouldn't have subbed in Frankie de Jong, or subbed out Frankie de Jong and then left Busquets, and I would put in Nico and moved Frankie de Jong to the midfield and then Nico Gavi can be on the opposite ends. I would not have Busquets. He looked lazy. He looked slow. He was unaware of the surroundings. That's why we let up that first goal. He was just standing there, and then he got pickpocketed from behind. Benzema kicks that ball to Vinicius. Vinicius scores in two seconds. Araujo can't cover that. They We couldn't track back fast enough on half of the counters. Why is Busquets in there? Nico, Gavi, and Frankie de Jong should be able to cover it with their speed, and uh, Frankie should take over for, for facilitating for Busquets, in my opinion. Busquets, after that mistake, should have been taking off. He made a very large mistake, and like he makes those mistakes more than once. So it's not it's not an isolated incident where incident where he just made a mistake. He has done this consecutively. Um I shouldn't say consecutively, it's not every game. He's done this continuously. Consistently. Yeah. Mm. And so 
it, I just don't, that doesn't make sense to me. Alba's kind of that unique situation where we really don't have anybody to put in for him unless you're going to put in Balde or something. But I know he's been injured at some points too. But we have a much more broad midfield to sub in and sub well, out. Well, I mean, you say that, but I don't know if you're right. Right. I mean, earlier I was, uh, early in the video, I was talking about how it would make sense for us to try a Gavi, uh, Frankie DeJong, and Pedri midfield to get Frankie DeJong more experience as that CDM. But does he have it now? I mean, he hasn't looked that good as a Busquets replacement, right? I mean, kind of the theme of Barca for the last like five to six years is anytime we take out Busquets or Messi, the team fell apart, right? There were so many times, especially like 2015, 16, 17, 18 all the way for the last like you know six years where we take out Busquets and the team kind of falls apart. So as much as it might sound on paper like we have the players that can take over for Busquets and we can swap out in the midfield, I'm not sure if it's exactly true, to be honest. And I think the proof is in the pudding, right? We're going to need to see these opportunities come by. And certainly, like we've both been saying, we need to try it. We need to try and put someone else sure. in there for Busquets and see if they're going to get success. But to immediately assume without any games really back up that, that defense that like, oh, we can just sub out Busquets for someone else and things will work is a little bit of a, a leap, I think. Sure. But I'm saying that if players are messing up during the game and making large mistakes... They should be subbed. No, there, there's an, there's an for agreement sure. there. I mean, okay. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think Busquets should have kept going. Okay. And, uh, you know, I don't think he got any better during that game. And I think making those large mistakes would have been less detrimental than taking him out of the game and putting someone else in at that time. Uh, we were already facing some difficult situations during this game. We were getting countered left and right. Vinicius Jr. and Benzema killing us uh, half the time. Um, so I do think we needed to make some th a change that would minimize those effects. Now, did he try them this game? No. Are we going to have an opportunity to go against a team like Real Madrid again with this kind of speed and counterattack in the near future? Probably not as, as of now, but we also should try out some of these transitions in games. But I think the difficulty is we're still struggling to win any game in the first place. And um, switching up things too much can cause such mayhem that I don't think he wants to do that as the phase we're in right now needs that uh, growth and development and that like nu nutrients to get better. So anyway, I think that should cover the game for us today unless you have any final points, Adam. No, thank no? you guys. Okay, so we'll see you guys not this weekend because we did not make it to the uh, Super Cup final. And we'll see you for the next game. Please hit that subscribe button because we'll be bringing you guys more content. And that that's it, guys. Thanks so much for watching. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.